My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Good morning, Joseph Druther. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you doing, Becca? I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Bill, let me guest host, which is always a big deal um, because today we're going to be talking about accountability. This is the third podcast in a series um, about accountability, kicking it off with Brian Moran. I hope you guys, all our listeners really enjoyed that podcast. And I wanted to bring Joseph on because he has been a member of the Seven Figure Group since 2017. And I looked back, Joseph, and you have done nine accountability groups with us since then. And (laughs) I just wanted to spend some time talking with, I think you and I both have true entrepreneur personalities, but we approach it in a different way. Uh, And yet we both find a lot of usefulness in accountability. So just to tell my story a little bit, uh, and I'm sure I told this a little bit in the last episode as well. uh, I read Brian Moran's book, The 12 Week Year, for those of you that see it, um, in 2016. And it really just changed the game for me because like a lot of entrepreneurs and, and you as well, Joseph, I have a thousand things I want to accomplish and I want to accomplish them all right now. <laughs> right now? I wanted mine yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. You're a little bit bigger visionary than I am. You wanted it yesterday. I want it right now by the end of today. And sometimes that can like short circuit my brain. And I love the 12 week year because it gave this framework for like, Hey, you can accomplish everything you want. Just not all at the same time. So Joseph. Tell us a little bit about you, your story, where you're investing. Let the audience get to know you. Yeah, well, no, I appreciate it, Becca. Um, so, yeah, my name is Joseph Truther. I am in the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen uh, area. Unless you're a military or a golfer, you won't really know where I live. Um, we've got a lot of retirees and military and golf and horses. And so that's pretty much what we got. Um We've always been kind of a smaller company, uh, never been huge volume players like a lot of the guys in the group. You know, a lot of people in the group are just just absolute monsters and crushing it on this giant volume game. But that's just kind of not been our thing, um, even though, um, you know, we've got really big ideas for where we want to go and things we want to do. We've always just kind of found ourselves doing like much kind of higher margin projects and like big projects. So we invest um and stuff that, you know, we might buy a house for 30,000 that needs 180,000 worth of work <laughs> and then sell it for, you know, 400,000 or something like that. You know, th- those are kind of the, the deals that we do. So we try to go higher margin deals, but they usually take a lot, a lot more work and stuff. Um, Wait, we flipped... I remember your first yeah. meeting. Do you remember your first meeting? I do. Your, yeah. your daughter was like <laughs> three months old, maybe at the time. Yep. And yep. Uh, you came in and you, I remember you were sitting in the back and you were like, I don't belong here. I, I don't belong in this room. Like these people are doing way too much. And I was like, well, tell me a little bit about your business. And you're like, well, we only flipped three houses last year. And I was like, okay. You're like, and I'm like, what's your average profit margin? You were like around $80,000. I was like, $80,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where we've, 
we've we've been blessed for sure um you know and kind of gotten to gotten to um do some really cool deals some really big you know deals that's been uh much nicer with like kind of our lifestyle and with what we're you know the business that we're building and, and just our brand and stuff you know it's just been it's been really good we've we've had some really good successes in that area and yes have had to had to um reframe uh my opinion about other people against myself and you know where mm -hmm. i stand against other people because I realized, you know, other people might be doing more and stuff like that. But for me, it was just that's just not the game that I'm playing. I'm playing this. I'm playing this different game over here. Um, I mean, along the same vein, obviously, we're playing the same game, just if different, you know, different, different way to play it, I guess. So had to mm -hmm. kind of stop judging myself based on the guys doing 150 deals a year because that got depressing real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've loved watching but, that part of the journey. But all right. So. You, you came in, you guys were doing uh, a couple deals a year and then over since 2017, how has your business evolved? So we've kind of been, uh, we've been slow, I say slow and steady. I mean, percentage wise, it's been great. We've been growing at like, I don't know, hundred percent growth per year or something. I think we did like 10 deals last year or something like that, but still pretty big deals. Um, you know, new builds, we, we've, uh, we started, we went from really big renovations, uh, started doing new constructions as well. So now we do a mix of renovations and new constructions. And, um, that's kind of where we're leaning a little bit more heavy right now. Honestly, we've still got a few remodels in the pipeline and that we're doing, but we're kind of leaning heavy into the, to the new construction just because, I mean, everybody knows right now in this crazy market, like got 40 people trying to eat out of the same pie. And I was like, we just need some more pies. <laughs> like we just need to make some more houses, you know? So, yeah. um, that's kind of what we've been focusing on a little bit more. And, uh, but it's been great since then we stopped, you know, it went from like me and my wife wearing all of the hats, doing absolutely everything to after that first flip hacking, we hired my sister-in-law. We were like on the plane home. We're like, we've got to, we've got to hire somebody. Right. So we went from hiring her to um, hiring, uh, you know, outsourcing a bookkeeper. Then we hired another office assistant, project manager. Now we got a head of construction and we've kind of cycled through a lot of different, you know, a lot of different positions in the meantime. But, um, but yeah, now we're kind of up to a, a pretty, I say decent sized team. There's, I don't know, maybe, five, six core people in the team. And then um, a lot of ancillary people and, and people that work on our crews and stuff like that. And uh, it's been really good. My wife and I were talking this morning, we were out on a walk and, and it was, we were just talking about how we're kind of finally to the place where, you know, we really don't, you know, we're kind of in maintenance mode. If we wanted to just level off right now here, we could have like a really good lifestyle business, make a decent amount of money. And our team is like kind of plugging and chugging now it's finally it's finally clicking so anyway that's that's kind of where we're at but we don't you know we don't really plateau with anything so we're you know we're trying to, we're trying to keep it growing so it's funny because um you know i think we all have this like go 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 personality you are a big visionary i know we've talked about culture index on this uh program before and you you definitely have a visionary spread pattern um and when you think about it i feel like you know that um never enough song, right? That's kind of a, a theme I think that drives all entrepreneurs. But then when you go back and you look at where you were in 2017 versus where you are today, four years later, and you've essentially, you've built a really healthy business. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. That could, like you said, just, just roll with minimal input from you, like four years to build a business that just creates this amazing lifestyle in the scheme of things is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take this time. You have to take the time to kind of pause and reflect because it is, I mean, that was another part of our conversation this morning. You know, Liz was like, man, it feels like sometimes we can't change fast enough. It feels like, it just feels like we're never moving fast enough. And I was like, 
yeah, I know how you feel, but you got to remember, like, we're, you know, it's a ship, you know, you can't just, we're, we're not on a speedboat where you can just like get instant, like, yeah, you're in an aircraft carrier. Reactions. We're talking about degrees of change. <laughs> We've got to, like, you know, we're, we're moving, we're slowing, but, you know, Q1, you had to prep for two, Q2, that kind of a thing. And, and now getting into where, like, okay, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow ship moving, but, but yeah, after, after that kind of compounding of, you know, the repeated daily habits or doing, doing these things over and over again, you kind of get eventually to where you want to go. And it's, you got to take the time to look back on what we have accomplished. So that's super, super insightful. Becca. Yeah. In the, in the book, he actually talks about chapter five, one of my favorite quotes. So I have a copy of the book in front of me for the, you guys that can't see it. I have marked this book up so much. And uh, I highlighted some great quotes that struck, struck me. And as I was reading through it this morning, um, it says one week at a time, right? The greatest predictor, prediction, ah, the greatest predictor of your future are your daily actions. And I know that you're not only on a business journey right now, you're also on a health and fitness journey. And I often equate business to health and fitness. Um, can you, you know, if you just made one big snap decision, could you get your health in line right now? Could you, could you be super fit? Nope. <laughs> I mean, you start the process, but it's a daily, it's a daily working out. It's a daily you know, it's, it's what you buy in your groceries week after week. Right. It's not like I'm going to eat a salad and now I'm in, in shape. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it'd be nice, but it doesn't work like that. Right. For me, I talk about my goal this year is to do five pull-ups and um, it's June. So I can barely do one. And I feel that clock ticking, but I realize I've been slacking on my daily actions uh, and it's the same in business. Like if I want to get to that goal, I need to double down and like reinforce the daily actions, not just one day walk up and get it done. So um, when you came into the group and I actually have here what you wrote lat one year ago, I had what you wrote as your dream and your one year goal. So we're going to come into that. But when you started in 2017, what were you hoping to accomplish when you joined this group? Um, I remember... Yeah. So I remember at the time thinking, I was like, I'm going to go for this application for seven figure. I don't think that I'm going to get in, but I feel like we've got a few flips under our belt, you know, and I am at the point where I need to kind of take it. I, I hate even saying take it to the next level. Right. But like, that's kind of what we needed to do where we were at. It's like, I knew I was doing everything. Liz was doing everything. And I was like, we just need the systems. And my, you know, my dad, who is like my, he's my main guy on my, he's like my, my foreman on my cruise. He's like one of my, you know, main guys. He's been with us from the beginning. And he's like the systems that you talk about, like what they don't, you know, he didn't understand it. He's like the systems, the process. I just, he's like, how do people do 15 houses a year? And I'm like, they just, they have systems. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. Yeah, and your dad's those a, systems. a plumber, an electrician. <laughs> no, no, no. He's um, so my dad is a carpenter carpenter and uh yeah so he's a carpenter um he's been in the business like for i don't know 30 years or something at this point you know just kind of doing general carpentry and stuff like that um i was the plumber i did the electrician so yeah exactly and i didn't even know what they were i just i'd heard people talking <laughs> you knew about you'd hit them, a you know, ceiling and you needed yep. help to get through it 100 percent. yeah i couldn't do like the 2 2 a.m 3 a.m like receipts all over the dining room floor sessions <laughs> anymore like i'm like, this is not, people cannot run their business like this. <laughs> so I needed to figure that out, you know. Um, yeah, Wait, it didn't so, even have a so clue. How do you figure that out? Do, do we still have any 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. receipts all over the dining room oh, floor? No, no, it's amazing. I don't ever, people ask me, they're, I mean, it's probably really bad, but they're like, hey, what was this expense for? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't buy it. Like, go to, the, so I just kind of keep tabs from like a top, you know, a high end level now, but like, 
nope, we don't have the receipts on the dining room floor anymore. I mean, we still have our 2 a.m. sessions where we'll still dig into, you know, numbers if we want to, if I'm, you know, yeah. need to look at something. But yeah, no, nothing like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool. Well, I wanted to talk about some of your most memorable accountability sessions. Um, I know I didn't give you much time to prep, but does any, do any of them stand out in your brain as being just a really memorable session? So I think there were two that were really good. There was one that I was the ace for um, that it was, it turned out to like, we had a lot of attrition in our group. Like, so it really got down to a couple, only a couple of people real quick. I don't know if my breath stunk or whatever, but you know, only a few people showed up <laughs> to the, the zoom, zoom call <laughs> through the zoom call. Must have not brushed my teeth that morning or something, but no, the, so we only, you know, we wound up having a few people back and um, back out of it. And then it was just kind of a core core group of people. And it was just a really good time. There's a few runway members in there. And, um, I don't know if, if there were any other altitude members in there at the time. I think they might be in altitude now, but, um, and it was just a really good time. Cause like every week you just kind of had this, like reconnect with other people who you could kind of get on the same wavelength with They're on the same journey. You know, that was just, um, it's just a really good time. And I don't even remember, I don't remember what my actions were, what my goal was. I really don't remember, but I just remember the time that we got to spend and the conversations that we got to have, you know, kicking ideas back and forth and kind of just encouraging each other. I think it was like a group of like three or four of us that were kind of the core core group. That was a really good one. Was this last then, year or before that? It was, it was during COVID. Okay. So last year. It so yeah, April. I think it was this last year. Yeah. Do you know what your goal was for that session? I don't remember. <laughs> it, was, it was productivity. I know. I did some research before this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the productivity. That was actually, yes, that was, uh, that was um, not one of my finer accountability uh, <laughs> sessions in, in my actual, like getting, getting product, <laughs> getting, getting my results. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with just kind of some of my inherent, uh, flaws or personality traits or whatever you call them. Well, we talk but, about, um, you know, I've talked about this at Flip Hacking Live a couple of times. Uh, for those of you guys who can't see it, I'm wearing my Flip Hacking Live hat from last year. Um, and we talk about this, this, I call it Divpaga because I haven't come up with a better name for it, but it's like the dream, the vision, the plan, the goals, the action. I know Carlo and I talked about this and um, it's all about, you start with this dream. So we're going to go back to that session specifically because I want to read the dream that you wrote. And what happens is when people sign up for these accountability sessions, they fill out this online form and I ask them very specifically, like, let's start with the end in the mind. Why are you doing this? Why are you going to show up every day? or every week, why are you gonna do your actions every day? Like, what's the dream, what are you building? And then we talk about getting really specific in your vision. And then we say, okay, well, let's, let's put a stake in the ground one year from now, what's the plan? What are the three things that you need to accomplish in your business to get there, those are your goals. And then we break it down into daily action. So can I read your dream to you from a year ago? See how we did on it? Sure, let's okay. see how we did. My dream is to run a successful company that allows our family to live and give like no one else. My vision is to have a real estate company that is one of the most respected in the industry and specifically the Southeast. I will also have a home in the mountains of Colorado with an incredible view and a lot of glass in my office. I will be able to take my kids snowboarding pretty much anytime we want to because we created a life that allows us to do that. I own a construction company that renovates 100 houses per year with incredible margins, a holdings company that owns 1,000 units, a property management company that manages our entire portfolio and is considered one of the best places to work. We train our employees superbly and invest in them by teaching them the skills, not just for their jobs, but to invest for themselves and their families. 
They have significant ownership in our companies through ESOPs. I don't know what an ESOP is. Employee Stock Ownership Program. Okay. How do you feel hearing that? Yeah, it kind of honestly made me want to cry a little bit. <laughs> and I'm not a very emotional person, but that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, because I would say a lot of those things still really resonate. Um, yeah, even if I, you know, haven't looked at them in a little while, that definitely, it, it resonates and I feel like we're on our way. You know, we haven't hit it yet, but I'm like, we're, the company that I have now versus a year ago is a lot closer to that vision to that dream you know yeah so that's really I loved cool it. i mean i read this and i was like this is so clear i can see this vision joseph like i am i'm bought into it you know but it's funny because it also is very authentically you as i read you know i've known you now for four years um you're like one of my favorite people in the world and as i'm reading this i'm like yep this is totally joseph this is joseph's freedom dream right like this is what freedom means to him um and so I think that, you know, for anyone listening to this, if you, everyone talks about start with why, start with the end in mind. Number one, you don't know that when you start. Could you have written this in 2017? No, not a chance. <laughs> no, it, it was just, it was just survive, just make money. <laughs> just, right? just get more money than I have right now so that I don't have to be a slave to my boss anymore. You know, right. That's, that's how you start the company. Yeah. Uh, and in 2017, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I guess, I was probably starting to think more along the lines of that than I was at 2015 when I started the company, but yeah. And no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have written that. I wouldn't have been that clear on it. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that is a great, it's a great dream, but it's funny because you don't have to know that dream going into it. Sometimes your dream can just be like, get some systems in place, right? Like I want to run a company on systems that might've been your goal in 2017. And then as you got that dialed in, it got clearer, right? That lens starts focusing in more and more. You're like, okay, here's what that dream looks like. So you're, you are, um, yeah. that was your dream and your vision because it was very specific, had numbers. Your one year goal was to flip 24 houses a year. How are you doing on that? It's a year later. How do you think you'll do this year? Um, so we changed our number goal because we changed our revenue goal. So okay. I think we'll probably still hit our revenue numbers. Um, and not necessarily our, uh, our number of houses flipped because what we decided was we actually realized that we play a lot better in some of the like above average home prices. Mm -hmm. Like we, we just do a better job at doing quality, um, higher end stuff. So we, it didn't make sense for us because our, our goal, that was probably 24 houses at like 225 or $250,000 average sale price houses. And for us, our average sale price this last year was like almost 500,000 or 480,000 or something like that. So for us, I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't, I'm not going to shift what we're good at to try to get 24 houses at 250 if we can do 12 at 400. So I don't know exactly where that is, but we should be on track to hit our revenue goals this year. Um, probably pretty close to so top line. Yeah, your go October, ahead. Your, so it's funny you say that because I can see that. I have your October 2020 um, uh -huh. sheet pulled up here in front of me. And it's fun. The fun thing too about these accountability sessions is that like you track, you can see the evolution, right? I didn't write these things. You wrote them. It's almost like a journal. And um, in October, you, you, I can tell you are starting to dial it in because you said our vision is to have 17 deals sold next year with an average sale price of 304. You started to shift it to yeah. revenue. So we'll make 5.2 million in revenue with 10% net. Yeah. So then you were like, hey, it doesn't so, matter the number of deals. Yeah. 
what's important is the money is the dollars, not the money, you know. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. No, exactly. It's just a scorecard for me. But yeah, so in, in, in that case, we will, I mean, we just had a $700,000 deal fall out of our pipeline. Um, but we've got two more $500,000 deals that just came into our pipeline. So I'm thinking that we should be pretty close to hitting our 5.2 million, if not a little bit more than that. But we, we still got some work. We still got a lot of work to do. But I think that we'll be able to hit it pretty, yeah. pretty well if we kind of like plug and chuck, you know. So that's crazy. I mean, just think about how far you've come since 2017 by just getting light laser focused on like what's the next step. What's the next step? Um, yeah. So last year you said it seems like your your goals. You're like uh, 12 week. You set three 12 week goals in both April and in October. And then again, mm -hmm. uh, you're doing a session right now. Um, hiring, marketing, and sales management seem to come up repeatedly last year. How'd you do on those hires in that training? Um, so not so great. <laughs> they, they uh, you know, it, it was actually a really a big, big blessing because even though the, those were our, um, those, those were our goals and we had, uh, accountability sessions around them and I started down that path. We actually got really blessed where we started getting a lot through referrals. So we started realizing, I'm like, okay, why am I chasing? Why am I, um, you know, working really hard and chasing down this marketing and doing, you know, trying to hire a salesperson, all this stuff. When, when I kind of had a few different people around me be like, you're getting leads through your network. It, you've already got that in place. Just get leads to your network, yeah. you know, don't, don't do that instead. Yeah. So kind of was able to shift and really haven't, haven't focused much on sales or marketing this year. Um, not really a focus just because we've kind of gotten that referrals. I just reach out to my referral network and we kind of get them. So um, that hasn't really been as big of a focus. It was, we kind of had some other, other areas of the company that were bleeding pretty bad. So that <laughs> we needed to shift focus to. You know, what's funny is I see that all the time where sometimes we get caught up in the how of things but we forget what we're trying to accomplish. Like what you were trying to accomplish was to make sure that you had enough deals in your pipeline. And you thought, mm -hmm. well, I have to hire an acquisitions person and a marketing person in order to do that. But, yep. but that wasn't actually the path to your how. So. Nope. Yeah, it's, it's true. And like our coach, our EOS coach, we were, we were in our last quarterly session. I can't remember what the conversation was about, but we were, uh, sorry if you hear the rooster in the background. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you can hear that or not, but okay. Um, you know, with our, our last uh, EOS quarterly session, we were talking about, you know, this, this strategy and that strategy. And he's like, look, bottom line is you need top line revenue and you need profit. He's like, flip 12 houses, do everything in your power to flip 12 houses. Like don't get caught up in so much of these, you know, you're, you're getting way too focused. You're, you're going down these rabbit holes of hopefully this, then that and he's like, just get 12 houses done. And so that's kind of been our mantra, our battle cry, if you will, for our company. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know what, we could do that. That would be a really cool system to put in place. But right now we just need to get 12. We just need to hit our revenue goal. That's, yeah. that's it. Like, don't like re refocus, refocus, you know? Yeah. You got to so. come back to that one year plan, right? Like you have, you start off down a path and then you realize maybe you're deviating from that one year plan. Come back to the, the one year plan. Just look for the yep. end goal. I love it. Yeah. Um, have you, a lot of people talk about, they love accountability because it keeps them to their goals. Uh, my, my accountability session is tomorrow and my actions, um, I'm looking into campground investing. So my actions are literally just to call three campgrounds a week and try and talk to the owners. And uh, I will tell you that I haven't done it yet, but I will tonight because I know that I have that meeting tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, yep. Are there any things that you were, you can think back on of actions that you didn't 
really want to do, but you did it because you're meeting with them and then those actions bore fruit? Okay. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I probably can. The thing that comes to my mind immediately is, you know, we were supposed to record this podcast uh, last night and mm-hmm. then, you know, our schedules didn't line up. And so it was a little bit later and you're like, Hey, are you still able to do it? And I was like, I, sh- I want to say yes, but if I say yes, then I'm not going to get my workout in. And then I'm going to have another, <laughs> I'm going to have a bad score on my weekly accountability chart. And I've got like four days to do five workouts. So uh, like, no, I just need to work out and that's what I'm going to do tonight. And then, you know, so we did it this morning and stuff. So that was kind of like the most immediate, uh, uh fresh in my mind, um, example of, of something. Um, not that I don't want to work out, but it was definitely, it shaped what I did. Cause you know, when that alarm went off this morning, I just set my alarm right on top of all my workout clothes. And I'm like, that's it. You're getting up. Like you don't have a choice. You can't get bad numbers for your accountability group. You can't be like, the leader and show up with a terrible score again again one week is like one week is like ah you know we had a little had a rough week but you can't do this you know you can't can't do this consistently yeah that one of my other favorite quotes from the book is um everybody wants accountability until they get it right i bet last night as you were thinking about working out you were like i don't really want this accountability darn these people (laughs) I'll tell you what the biggest thing with the don't want accountability was, was the other group. So like the two most memorable groups, like the other one was when I was in the group with, there's like Bill and Rob Badhorn and Tanya Rooney. And there's just like, there's just like a ton of powerhouses, like, right. Like all like driven a type players. And I'm pretty sure we got like a hundred percent, a hundred percent like uh, attendance that session. It was really great. And probably, I don't know, maybe a third of the way into it, I was doing real bad with my actions. And then like half of the way into it, I was doing real, like still just bad with my actions. Wasn't getting my numbers up. And finally they were just like, look, dude, you either want it or you don't, but don't come here with excuses and don't come here without this like good scorecard again, because you said this was the most important thing for you. And I'm like, I know I've just, there's been so many other things. And they're like, either it's the most important or it's not. So make a decision. And it was just like, oof like all right got kicked in the gut by like my teammates but it was so good because it's like you know what that's it that's what I, I needed I needed to have some other people just be like look just kind of get into your business get into your face and say you you said you wanted this do you want it or don't you want it and then that was like a big kick in the pants right and then and then the my numbers got a lot better after that <laughs> so I was not going to show up again with like terrible numbers Yeah. I mean, you talked about attrition, right? In the groups. And we see this every time about 40% of people that sign up don't make it all the way through. And um, he talks in the book about accountability is not consequences, but ownership. And you're an ACE, which is an accountability expert. Really, I just liked it because it's spelled out ACE on shirts, but you're a leader of of an accountability group. And um, I think one of the hardest things we have with the accountability experts is that... um, the people that don't show up, it's demoralizing and demotivating. It's hard not to take it personally until you realize that like, you can't want it for them. We always say cheerleaders, not babysitters, right? You can't force somebody to go to the gym every day. You can't force them to pick up the phone and make their 10 calls or reach out to their five lenders each week. You just can't force it. If they don't want it, if they don't own it, then like, that's it, you know? And I think that's what your group was trying to get to you. (laughs) Like, yep. Oh, well, they got it to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
it was, it was exactly what I needed, but yeah, it is, it, it can be demoralizing too. Like, you know, we started out with like that one group that was, you know, a lot bigger. And then all of a sudden it shrinks down to a couple people and you're like, you know, you I joked about my breast thinking before, you know, but like wondering like, man, am I, am I doing a, am I that bad? Like all I do is show up and start to, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best, but you know, you can't take it personally. You just got to realize you're like, it's, they just, they, they can't, I can't want it for them. Exactly. Yep. They just, they don't want it enough. So yeah, we're in, I think week four or five of this current session right now. And, uh, even in my group, um, and I, mine was the, the two week late start group. So they already missed two weeks. And I think I have two people who haven't shown up. I'm like, what? Like I should have known maybe because you were the late start people, you couldn't <laughs> sign up on time that you weren't really that committed, but, um, I mean, I get it too, because sometimes things do happen in your business and personal life, but I honestly think that's, that's only a small percentage of why people don't make it to the finish line. They just don't want it enough. Um, and they, they need that little kick in the pants. So they don't get super clear on it. And it's, it's so easy to get distracted too, though. You know, like I will say for me, I get distracted by everything. Yeah. Like I'm trying to start a new business right now. That's kind of an ancillary business to the business that I have. And I'm not quite like, I've got all these other things like floating around, like tons and tons of things that I want to do. And it's so easy to lose focus. Um, but, you know, having that, having that accountability group that you show up to every week, it's like, oh yeah, this is the most important thing. This is, this really is the most important thing. Not the most urgent thing necessarily it may not be the most you know, the, the sexiest thing that, you know, I want to go out and start this new business. That's going to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, that, that's, that's cool. And that's also distracting you. You, you need to, this is what the most important thing is for, for you. And, yeah. and kind of having that every week, just that re that reminder is, is what's super important. Cause I know for me, it, you just get distracted and everything else starts to seem like it's all important. And I think that's just what happens with people is like, even if they might want it or they might think they want it, they just, something else takes priority and all of a sudden something else seems more important than the 30 minute call or like, ah, oh, I got to, you know, the, those, those, those accountability, those actions. Uh, yeah, they're important, but I really just need to, you know, crank out some more emails or, you know, who yeah. knows what, but it seems like it just winds up getting, um, pushed people get distracted bottom. easily. Yeah. It just gets pushed. Yeah. I, I really, um, I think that the actions and the, the, the thing about the group is that, you know, we talk about it being a way to get you to your goals, but what you've brought up a couple times here is that it's also, it's a community that you meet with a couple times. And if, and if you met with different people every week, they would let you off the hook, right? Like, but when it, when you show up that fourth week in a row and you're selling the same excuses to the same group of people, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we care about you, Joseph. We want to see you succeed. We've built a relationship. Um, we're excited for you to do it, but like, what's going on here? This, it, it goes back to the radical candor book club, right? I care personally, or I care deeply and I'm challenging you directly. You said this was the most important thing, not me. Yeah. Did it not? Yep. Um, in a exactly. non-confrontational way. Um, what do you think it really takes to use the accountability groups as a tool? And, and people who are listening to this, if you're not in the, the seven figure flipping masterminds, you can still do your own accountability groups. I, that's how I started this. I found a couple like-minded investors and I said, do you want to meet once a month and chat? Bill was one of them. And we had 40% attrition almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, what do you think? What's your advice to the people listening? What does it take to really get the most out of accountability as a tool? Oh man. Um, that's a, it, it's, it's not really 
it's not really complicated. I mean, there's not, I don't really think there's anything complicated about it. It's just deciding that you're going to set a time on your calendar every week <laughs> and, and commit to doing it. You know, it's, it's just a matter of making the decision and just doing it, you know? Um, I, I really don't know if there's anything more to it than, than, than that, just deciding that you're going to take the time and committing to it. Um, it's not hard. You know, most accountability sessions are only a 30 minute phone call and your actions shouldn't be taking up the majority of your working day anyways. You know, it's like these are, you know, I don't know, two hours a day, maybe an hour a day, something three times a week. You know, I mean, there's not it's not very difficult things. It's just you either decide to do it or don't do it. Like, you know, Yoda said, like, do or do not. There is no try. Right. right? It's just <laughs> it's my, That's what our I love shirts say. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Baby Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. Right. I don't know. So, I mean, it's not really, it's not really a hard thing. You know, if you don't have a, if you don't have, if you're not in the seven figure group and you don't have an organized thing, um, it really doesn't have to be much more complicated than start an email thread and put something on the calendar. Like, Hey guys, I got five guys or eight guys or something. We're going to meet once a week. Are you guys committed to this? You know, we'll do each other accountable. I mean, I've done that. In, in different capacities, not just with business in different areas of life, you know, yeah. throughout the years. And, you know, hey, did you read your Bible this morning? I mean, those those kinds of things. Right. I mean, just having that accountability, um, just having that group text thread or whatever it is that you just keep each other accountable for. I mean, it's, it can be as simple as that, really. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I would say is keeping them in. Then once you do that, keeping your actions in front of you, mm-hmm. I would say that's probably a big thing because what will happen sometimes I know for me, cause I'm super guilty of this is like, all right, Tuesday night, I've got a thing in that, you know, Wednesday morning, I've got a call Tuesday night. I'm like looking over my actions. I'm like, well, shoot, I can't actually finish some of these actions because I was supposed to do them like during working hours, you know, last week or whatever, you know, but, um, so keeping your actions in front of you so that it's like, okay, you, every, you don't go to bed before you see your actions or something, you know, whether it's a notebook paper next to your bed or post-it notes or something like that. I just, you know, I think that's probably pretty important too. That is a great one. So one of the other things that I have loved being on this journey with you is that you've gone through some pretty significant personal growth, right? Uh, In the past few years. Um, I'd say I have uh, probably about 15 pounds worth. (laughs) (laughs) You're really filling out those shirts. Great. (laughs) They're getting a little, little smite, a little tight. Um, but what have you learned about yourself by participating in these sessions? Um, man, I've learned, uh, I've learned that I, even though I, I hate, I've learned what I hate about myself, um, and, and a trait that I hate about myself. And so I fight vehemently against, and that's making excuses. That Mm -hmm. is, you know, like I've learned that about myself. And so I, I hate it like with a passion. So I'm, I try so hard to make like, you know, not make excuses in my, in my life and just take ownership of stuff. You know, I was told that back when I was like, I don't know, a teenager, they were, you know, I was in driver's ed and this guy was like, I, I did something wrong in, in the car and my instructor, I made some excuse and the instructor's like, man, you never make a mistake. Do you? He's like, you are never wrong. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh. So that was kind of my first gut punch into like realizing a little bit more about, you know, my, my natural tendency. So, um, but you know, since then it's like, 
that that's been one thing. So having the accountability to say like, look, you're don't, don't make excuses for it. And so I've gotten a lot better about it. I feel like I've made a lot of growth in that area. Um, but it's still definitely a tendency to say like, man, it's not my fault. I didn't get my actions done. It's like, yes, it is. It is my fault. Like it, it really is. It's not, there's like, it's nobody else's fault. It's just mine. <laughs> you know? So that, that's been something I, I've learned. Um, the other thing that I've learned is that I, I, I've been on that, this journey. I've realized I do get distracted really, really easily. And I get focused on other, whether it's like, businesses it's or other priorities. It's you to stay sitting still right now, isn't it? You're like, want to go. Uh, you, it's a, you know, right now it's okay. I got the birds chirping. I'm out. The weather's pretty. So, and, I, and I'm talking to, you know, you. And so that's, a, you know, that's fun. So I, I could stay here for a little while and do this, but, but yes, most of the time it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I want to, I want, I want to do something else now. It's something, something, something else is, you know, taking a priority. You know, I just, I break things in my business all the time. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that I've learned. <clears throat> and so, you know, having that, having, having that accountability, having that focus actually helps get stuff done. Cause you're in this, you know, 12 week sprint, right? Like this is what the most important thing is. This is what you're focused on. Everything else isn't that important because for me, I just, I would ping pong. Like I'm, I'm like a ping pong ball. I just go all over the place. My, my focus is on everything. I get distracted easily. And without kind of that anchor to pull you back of say like, okay, you, you might want to do all these things, but you've kind of got this anchor. That's like keeping you steady. I will not get anything done. Like I really won't, I really won't hit my 12 week year goals. I really won't hit my one year goal or my three year goal or my 10 year goals because you know, this quarter I'm not focusing. So um, that, that's what I've learned. So I need the accountability groups because it's it's just kind of um I don't know, it's just help it's what helps keep me focused helps me keep me centered on what the most important thing really is for this quarter to hit next quarter's goal in the year beyond and three years and 10 years etc right so um yeah. i don't know those are some things i learned about myself i don't know there's probably a lot of other things too but <laughs> no those are it's funny because i think that almost all entrepreneurs have them number one the uh, the excuses thing at our heart every good entrepreneur is a salesperson and that salesperson, that sales ability applies to ourselves too. Like yep. the emotional <laughs> buy-in of why it's it's okay to do the thing that I did, right? I mean, I had to. Um, and yep. so it's nice to be surrounded by other entrepreneurs who can call you on that BS because lovingly, they do the same thing, right? So like, we're like, we all make this agreement that like, okay, we all know we have this tendency, focus, don't make excuses, just do it. So I love that. Yep. Um, what are some things you want to use the, the accountability groups to accomplish in the future? We talked about this 10 week stretch and 12 week stretch. Like you can focus for 12 weeks. What do you want to use it to accomplish? So, you know, I think I've, I've done a lot with my, um, with the business. I know in the beginning, my accountability sessions were like business and personal and other and, 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 and I had like five goals and like my first couple of sound and, and that never worked. Right. So I kind of refocused on like, okay, let me just focus on, this or that so it's been really heavily focused on business a lot and now um this this uh, accountability session is on leadership it's on as okay as a business owner how do i help my team um so i would like to get more into not necessarily the specifics of okay i need to send out so many pieces of mail or do things like that but i'm, I'm really in the future i'd like it to be more towards um helping me grow as um a business owner, like through my leadership. And then also I would love to do, start getting more into the personal 
um, stuff as well. Like my accountability, you know, I'd love it to be with, uh, my relationship with my wife or, you know, dates or whatever the case is. Cause you know, again, when I focus on other things, I'm like, Oh geez, it's been like, you know, three, four weeks. We haven't even been on a date, you know, like that's really mm-hmm. bad. So I need to, it's kind of this ebb and flow. And I know, you know, um, I know Brian Buffini talks about balancing, right? Like you never, mm-hmm. never achieve balance. Like you yeah. kind of, you kind of teeter totter back and forth, but you kind of like get balancing. So I'd like it to, to start getting more towards the personal, um, you know, relationships, things like that. I think, I think going forward. Love it. And then that's, that's the perfect segue into my next question is what have you learned about leadership by being an ace? Um, what have I learned about leadership? Well, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier is, you know, you can't, you can, you can lead somebody and you can, you know, help to motivate them and encourage them. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't do it for them. Right. So, um, that's, uh, that's something, I mean, can't, you can't want it bad enough for them. You can just give them the resources. Say, I'll, I'll lead you, you know, um, I'll be here to support you and I'll, I'll help you and I'll call you and I'll be that kind of encourager. But at the end of the day, I, I'm not in your office and I'm not going to pick up your phone and call your prospects, right? Like can't do that for them. So I think that's, um, that's something. Let's see. What else have I learned? Um, what about for the people who, who have bought in, who are taking ownership? How do you lead them best? Um, I don't know. So I'm not a very good ace. <laughs> I just kind of show up and press the Zoom. I mean, I just start the meetings now. Um, no, I mean, it's, it is, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to lead them best. And I think that's something that I'm trying to, trying to learn how to do, you know, cause we have kind of limited interactions every, every week. Um, so, you know, I, I try to be there as an encourager and as a, as a resource for whenever they, you know, some, some people are taking ownership and they're doing, uh, doing, doing things, but me, I kind of, I, they've already got the fire, but I kind of help focus them. So I, I will say that's something that I have done a little bit more, especially with this group is, you know, there's some people in my group that are like crushing it and they're like, super driven and they could do a million things like, but I said, Hey, you got like five things on your goal sheet right here. Like you got like five different things. Like, let me encourage you, you know, to not burn out and to just focus on the one thing, or, you know, they'll have a goal of, I don't know, you know, productivity, but then their stuff is based around marketing or vice versa. And I'm like, Hey, let me, let me be the sounding board for you. Cause I've been here before and I can kind of see some of the places you might trip up or might stumble because I have, and I've made those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. So let me help you and guide some of your actions and say, this is something you need to change or whatever. So that's, that's kind of the way that I'm helping some of those people. But, um, you know, we've got some really good rock stars in our group. There's not really a whole lot. I, a lot I do for them anymore, except for just, you know, well, encourage the them to show up. Is, you, know? it, you, you said it, I think the key to being a successful ace, especially if you people who want it is to just show up and be consistent like I'm here for you. I'm I'm supporting your goals. Um, I'm not gonna miss this meeting. Like that's what we tell Aces. But the most important thing is to just be consistent. Be on time. Hold your meeting every week. Don't change the time. And then let let the people who are gonna bloom in that bloom. Right. Mm-hmm. You provide the ground for that. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Joseph. Any last thoughts on accountability that you would like the audience to know? 
Um, I would say if you don't think that you need to be in a group of people that are going to help hold you accountable, you're probably overestimating your own your own level of focus or your own, you know, potential or maybe, maybe not, but I, I just think it's so, it's so important. Um, especially with this, you know, the way COVID has been, I mean, me, I'm like, I'm all about the, this being with, being with people and that has just killed me. And so kind of having, having a group of people that you can kind of get around to have that same mindset that are on this growth trajectory. It's like, you know, you could run, you could run the race alone, I guess. Um, but dang, it's not nearly as fun. You know, I think about it like one of those, yeah. you know, like one of those Spartan races, like how you kind of with the obstacle courses and all the mud, you know, like I, I, those, those always seem really cool. And I, you know, maybe I'll do one one day, but like, could you do it by yourself? Like maybe, but there are people there to show up every week to kind of help you over that barrier to, you know, tell you about a book recommendation or like, you know, you show up with a problem and they're like, Oh, I read this in a book. Here's what you need to do. Or I've been here. Here's what I did. And those kinds of things, man, it's, it's just invaluable. Um, so if you're on the fence or if you think, oh, I really don't need to, I mean, it's not much time. I would, I would definitely make it a priority to, to get yourself in a group of people that are going to help you push you. Cause at the end of 12 weeks, you know, if you're just keeping yourself accountable and you don't hit your goals, okay. You, no big deal. There's not really you know, I mean, you, sure, you got to look in the mirror and face that, but you know, it's it's not really it doesn't really hurt, hurt as bad versus if you're with a bunch of people and they're all you know crushing their goals and you kind of just go far together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for making time for me this morning. I'm really glad that you canceled last night because you had to get your actions done. That I was so proud of you. It was like a pop quiz. I didn't even know I was giving you. <laughs> Um, for if it were somebody team, else, I probably would have just, you know, I probably would have just taken the call. But I was like, I can't do this with Becca, not on accountability. The podcast is on accountability. I, can't. <laughs> I love it. And for our listeners, if you're interested in learning about altitude, go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application. We'll have a conversation. We are very low pressure, no pressure people. We just, we want to see people succeed. And uh, if it's the right fit, then come join us. If not, I encourage you to still find an accountability group around you. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.